Today's reading is the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 through to 10. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel! And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel! Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again, a third time, And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel! Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Here ends the reading. Well, let's pray. O Lord our God, you have given your word to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. As we hear your voice now through your word, may we be attentive to you open to hearing your call and being willing to respond, that we may live always for your glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I'm wondering, how do you keep connected with your best friend and your close family? Many of you would have had pen pals growing up, where your only communication was through the written word. So when I first moved to Australia, I would write to my best friend in Scotland on a blue airmail letter every Sunday afternoon, and I would get back her thoughts and news when I received a weekly letter back from her, obviously with a bit of a time delay. And with my parents, it was very expensive to call them on the phone. So we each bought a fax machine, and our communications could be short, but also almost immediate in response. And then, of course, technology moved on and we got email. And now, of course, I connect with my Scottish friends on FaceTime and social media. We might give our friend a call on the phone, catch up for coffee, go to a concert with them, play video games with them or Snapchat them. We don't just seek them out for special events. We want to hang out with them in the ordinary things of life too. We speak to spend time with them. And as our friendship grows over time, we can get to the point of just 
enjoying sitting in silence, in companionship, without feeling the need to speak. We know what our friend is thinking because we've grown to know them so well. Well, we're currently going through a series looking at prayer. And a couple of weeks ago, we asked God to teach us to pray. And last week, we prayed prayers of adoration, acknowledging who God is and worshiping him as we come to him in prayer. Well, this week, we're looking at what it means to listen to God and to have a conversation with him. Our reading today is set in a time when the people did what they wanted and they weren't looking to God. And as we read at the start of the passage in verse 1, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Things were not good in the relationship between God and his people. But in our passage, we hear the story of God speaking to Samuel for the first time. Eli, who was a priest at the temple, was sleeping in his room. However, Samuel, the boy whose mother had dedicated him to the Lord, was sleeping in the temple beside the Ark of the Covenant. God calls, but Samuel doesn't recognize him, and he thinks it's Eli calling out to him. Again, using his name, God calls Samuel, and he runs through to Eli, who tells him to go back to sleep. And a third time, God calls Samuel, and eventually Eli twigs that maybe it's God's voice calling. God comes into Samuel's space and calls a fourth time. And Samuel finally responds, speak, for your servant is listening. Well, what do we learn from this story? To hear God, like Samuel, we need to be in God's presence. We need to listen to him and to respond. So we're clearly not all going to come and sleep at church each night to be in God's presence like Samuel. We'd be a bit cold for a start. So how do we be present with God? Well, like with our close friendships, we need to prioritize spending time with God. Even as we've said over the last couple of weeks, spending five minutes a day can start a, and, and create a good habit. And we can read the Bible. For this is where we learn the most about God and his character. The more we learn about God and the more we spend time with him, the more we will be able to recognize him and his voice. And there are many Bible reading plans that can help us to do this. But how do we listen to God? Well, when I'm connecting with people, I know that some people don't check social media often, so it's best to email them or phone them rather than message them on Facebook or Instagram. I know that one of my residents in aged care doesn't like me saying, hi, Angela, but prefers me to say, hello, Angela, because the hi is just a bit Americanized. I know that some people like things direct and to the point, whereas others like a friendly chat before getting to the point. And I try to adapt the way I communicate depending on the preferences of the person with whom I'm communicating. But being human, I sometimes get it wrong. Well, the wonderful thing is that God knows 
us. He created us and he knows us intimately. He knows our personality. He knows the way that's best to communicate with us. So you may or may not hear an audible voice from God like Samuel did. But God often speaks to us through the ordinary things of life. Some ways in which God speaks to us are through the Bible, in dreams and visions, counsel from others and common sense, in personal reflection, and in action in daily activities. Now, given who you are, some of these might be more you than others. So don't worry if some of these don't really resonate with you. But if we consider how God speaks to us through the Bible, then this is a way of communication that's open to all of us. The Bible is not just there for our knowledge and learning about God, although this is a good thing to do, as we've said. But it's also there to be prayed through. God has spoken through his word. We can listen, really listen, to what he has to say by spending time dwelling in his word. Now, there are lots of tools to help us to do this, but here are a couple. Some of you may have heard of Lex, uh, Lexio Divina, which is an ancient way of reading the Bible meditatively. It involves reading the passage out loud, reflecting on the passage, maybe savoring one word or phrase you've noticed more than others during your reading, rereading the passage, responding by speaking out in prayer what you sense God is saying to you, rest, taking time to allow God to wrap you in his love and letting the word he has given you rest on you. Resolving to live out the word that has penetrated your heart in your daily life. And then there's journaling. So over the last couple of weeks, Randall's encouraged us to speak our prayers out loud. And this often helps us focus and enunciate our prayers. Another way to do this is to write our prayers down, to read a Bible passage and turn it into a prayer that you can write down. The wonderful thing with this tool is that you can look back on it in years to come and see how God has answered your prayers and how you've grown closer to him over time. So I don't do this all the time, but I have had seasons in my life when I have, and it's such an encouragement to look back and see God at work. God speaks to his people, to some people, through dreams and visions. These should always be tested against scripture and the counsel of other wise Christians sought to test that these are from God. But God often uses this way to speak, for example, to Muslims during Ramadan when they are open to his spirit. God has given us brains and common sense. Well, most of us. And we should use them. 
So when we don't hear dramatic things from God and are unsure of the path ahead, we can recall that he has given us these gifts of intellect, conscience, and common sense to guide us. And he's also given us one another. I've got a group of friends who pray for me regularly and who I seek counsel from when I have decisions to make. I test with them what I feel God is saying to me. Personal reflection is where God prompts you, not necessarily in a dramatic form, but often through a strong intuition. This is how often God speaks to me. I have a very strong sense of contacting someone or praying for someone or doing something to help someone. Sometimes I don't act on it. And then I find out subsequently that that person had needed support at that time and I hadn't listened to God. But God's timing is always perfect. And so when I do respond and act on what God has laid on my heart, I can see that he used me to help another. We are God's hands and feet. Again, it's always good to check that these intuitions are in accordance with what Jesus would do and that they're not contrary to God's purpose. It's amazing that if you're open to hearing God and acting and acting on that, the number of opportunities he gives you to share his grace with others. And we can listen to God as we act, maybe slightly unsure of his direction, but checking in on him along the way. God is always with us, and he will guide us if we're open to hearing his direction. Samuel was in the presence of God. He listened to God, and finally, he responded to God. This is what Randall talked about last week in the acronym PRAY. Pause, rejoice, ask, yield. This is the yield bit. Samuel yields to God. He now recognizes God's voice. He responds to his presence by acknowledging that he seeks to serve God and letting God know that he is listening. God subsequently called him to be a prophet, and because he'd grown to know God and to hear his voice, he obeyed and followed God's call. I still remember the first time that I had a tangible sense of God's presence with me and that I could converse with him. I was about 15 years old, and I was walking through the assembly hall at school on the way to a class. It wasn't a special place. It wasn't a holy place. I wasn't in the middle of a church service or a Bible study. I didn't see anything. But I knew, really knew, that God was there. And like Samuel, I knew that I could therefore talk with him at any point of the day. And that means just connecting with God all through the day in the ordinariness of the day, the things that we do. I know I'm not the only one who, um, when I hear a siren, pray for the people who are in the ambulance or the fire engine or the police car 
and who they're going to help. Uh, Praying through the incidental things of day, just spending time with God through the whole day and not just at the times that we're meant to be holy. There is a time for formality in prayer, for use of liturgy and for corporate prayer, so praying together. But there's also a time for informal prayer, just between ourselves and God. He is interested in the ordinariness of our days. He's with us 24-7, 365 days a week. Uh, Sorry, not 365, 365 days a year. Um, And if we just open ourselves to be in his presence, to listen to him, and to respond to his call. O thou by whom we come to God, the life, the truth, the way, the the path of prayer thyself hath trod, Lord, teach us how to pray. Amen. Well, in our prayer time today, I'm going to give us an opportunity to spend some time in quiet, listening to God. So on the screen is the famous verse from John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And also on the screen are the steps from the Lectio Divina. We're going to have five minutes to allow God to speak to us in this verse. So to read it just slowly to yourself. You might be drawn to a specific word in the verse. And God might encourage you in that thought as you relish it, as you reread it. And he might enable you to respond, maybe in gratitude or in wonder, or in how you might reach out to others. Then you can rest in that, as God seeks to change you and to speak to you. And then spend the time resolving to respond actively to what he has told you. So we're going to spend five minutes just doing that quietly in our seats, and then we'll close at the end with the Lord's Prayer. Lord God, we thank you that you love the world so much that you gave your one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so we pray together the prayer that Jesus himself taught us in whichever version or language you are familiar. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.